Welcome to the Rampage fan page. My name is Vincent. My name is Chris. I actually really like that, actually. Thank you. Should we do that? I, I like it. I mean, I'm not going to stop you. Let's do it. Okay, let's fucking do it. This, this is, is a Rampage fan page. From this now is the on. official Rampage fan page. I love yes. it. Amazing. Fantastic name. That's the most creative thing we've done ever, actually. Please drop a like for that. Subscribe for that, actually. Be a part of Rampage fan page yeah. every Friday or Saturday or whenever this goes up. Just be part of it, you know. Yeah, for sure. I don't know when this is going up, honestly. I mean, the, the uploads take forever now. I mean, most likely, probably Sundays, right? Probably. I mean, when Clunky Court happens, I mean, that's going to be another creative one. So. Oh, my God. Is it more creative Clunky than Rampage Court. fan page? I mean, uh, I, I don't know. Clunky Court doesn't rhyme. I mean, listen. But it's two C's. It's like a word alliteration or whatever. It is that thing, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. We could have alliterated the title of the last video, Baron's. We could do like three B's in a row, but we did CBB. Honestly, I was going to send you a message saying, look. But it was like BBC backwards. I didn't even know it said this perfect. I was going to send you a text. <laughs> I was going to send you a text saying, look, I know what I said. If you want to do some alliteration there, you know, have fun with that. Yeah. Yeah, you should have done that. But I mean, I mean, look what we got out of it. So, I mean, I'm not too mad about it. CBB. Love it. Great. Yeah. Perfect. Anyways. We're here to talk about, like he said, the very first episode of AW Rampage. I'm a, as, well, we already introduced ourselves. I'm freshly hydrated. He isn't. Let's get into this. Yeah, I'm not hydrated. I mean, I am hydrated, just not freshly. So look, here's some. Like how before. Orange Cassidy is freshly squeezed. I don't even know what that means. It means he jerks off backstage and comes out or something. I, I don't think, okay, whatever. <laughs> I don't even know if I want to touch that one. Okay. Wow. <laughs> I was gonna. I was gonna think about how, before what happened before we started. We literally just went from doing the SmackDown review into this. <laughs> like nearly a minute passed between us doing that. I took a sip of water. You didn't, and you're over here fantasizing about Orange Cassidy doing some things. I'm not fantasizing. I'm just bringing up a theory. I, I mean, I assumed it was an orange thing. You know, oranges. Oranges get free. Came and say things, orange. right? He's Orange Cassidy. I can't even say freshly squeezed anymore. So thrown off, I was by that. <laughs> Perfect. Anyways, we're going to move forward. We're not talking about that. Uh, we have to, actually, because Orange Cassidy does make an appearance in the crowd during this match. So that's unfortunate. But <laughs> Okay, so first episode of the Rampage, we get Kenny versus Christian for the... I thought it was like a debate I did. It, it should have been, realistically. Um, they said that it's going to be the very first match, though, which I guess is more historic than the main event, possibly. I guess, yeah. So it's for the Impact Championship. Yeah. And really, and the I, thought, TNA, I guess. I think that's what it was. I was kind of confused on whatever chance, but I think that's what it was. It was the Moose Championship. It was. Yeah, the TNA. The, yeah, the old TNA belt that Moose just used to wear recently. And it's true. Yeah. I mean, I don't, keep gonna, up with, dude, I don't keep up with any of that stuff, so I wouldn't know yeah. what the fuck's going on in Impact. I mean, hey, you're doing better than I am. I haven't watched an episode of Impact in years. Yeah. Yeah. So Christian versus Kenny Omega, I thought it was a very great first match to have on Dynamite or Rampage. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, I thought it was fun. You know, even if it wasn't like the perfect match, like they were messing up some things here and there, but it was it was cool. Now, realistically, would I have done this this close to their match and all out, and would I have given Christian the belt over maybe someone from Impact? Actually, who could have used to win more? Maybe not. But hey, I love Christian. Who doesn't love Christian? 
good for him. He won the title. Yeah, I mean, he found those belts, but he can't find his peeps, and that's pretty unfortunate. But other that than that, it's been searching for 20 years. That. I like the story they're going with, where it's like, I mean, I didn't like the fact that they were having a Christian versus Kenny so close to the All Out match, but I also like the story of him already taking a belt from Kenny and how Kenny must be scared now of Christian because Christian is capable of beating him, even when Kenny tried to cheat to win. It is true. So, in case you didn't see the show, what happened was Don Callis tries to distract the referee for a very long amount of time, actually. I'm surprised the referee didn't think something was up. But the Young Bucks come out. It was out. too long. It was too long. It was very long. Uh, the Young Bucks managed to come out, uh, pass Kenny the chair. Kenny goes for a one-way angel on the chair, but Christian reverses into the uh, kill switch. His side in the chair instead. A bit of a foreshadow, too, because they did that same thing like at the beginning of the match where Kenny tried the one-winged angel, and then Christian dropped down into like a kill switch position, and then Kenny rolled out of the ring. So it was a bit foreshadowing in the beginning of the match that led to the ending of the match, which actually won the match for Christian. It did. That was really cool storytelling that I didn't even catch just until now. So thank you. Me too. Yeah. But anyways, like you said, very uh, like an actual full minute pass between all of this happening. The referee is like, "Listen, Don, I don't know why you're talking to me so much. I have a match to officiate here. What are you I'm doing, gonna, man?" Even without being told to do that, like, okay, let's just say it's like a legitimate thing, right? And I'm a referee for something really serious, like an MMA fight or something. But I'm over there getting distracted by some other shit on the side, by like one of the dudes on the side, like for part of like a posse or something like that. And I'm over here just. Talking to that dude, I'd probably actually do that in real life. Like, just talk to that person for like a minute straight as the other dude's fucking cheating or something. I I mean, I don't know why you would do that. That's pretty weird. It just sounds like something I would do. I don't know. I don't know. It's fucking insane like that. I don't you wouldn't assume something. I don't know why I would do that. Uh, probably wouldn't until the end when I'm just like turn around. I'm like, shit, I should maybe not done that. But yeah. And so Christian says, excuse me, Mr. Referee Man. Yes. Oh, a pin. My bad. Yeah, I would actually probably do that in real life. I don't know why, but yeah. Sounds like something I would do. Right, well, hey. I wouldn't do that, but it was a great match. So I'll let it go. Yeah. So, like I said, solid, great match to start the show. We get an interview with Christian, with Mark Henry in the backstage area. Oh, yeah. First of all, the commentary team is great. Okay. It is. One thing I got to say, it doesn't make sense that they have audio issues with Rampage when it's basically just Dynamite, but only an hour? Uh, different time. I didn't understand. I couldn't hear commentary for a little bit. Like, during the actual show, I couldn't hear them over the actual match, the crowd. I thought it was pretty weird. I don't I didn't notice that at all, to be honest. It might have just been me. But, listen. Maybe that was you. What I did hear, I enjoyed. Taz, Chris Jericho, Mark Henry was only there for one match. And Excalibur, that was a lot of fun to see them on commentary together. I like the feel of this show. I just like the way it feels. It feels more legit than Dynamite does. Like it feels like the like, actual like fighting event type thing. It does. When it's like, ah, oh, I gotta leave the commentary table to go get an interview with the dude that just won type thing. I like that stuff. I wish it would have happened in the ring though. I wish Mark Henry would have, you know, walked his way to the ring and then interviewed uh, Christian after he won, rather than go backstage with him. But that's and then the one later on where he was like on the face thing with uh, Britt Baker and whatnot. That was good too. That was cool. Or whoever uh, it was, I forget who it was. It was cool. I mean, I know for a fact now you regret saying you didn't want to interview Rampage and interview review. 
Oh yeah, See I this? do. That's why I changed my mind. I was like, let's just do it. Let's do it. But Give I still time. don't have confidence that it won't end up like dark. I still don't have confidence. I mean, this already feels bigger than Dark did when it first started. Okay, look, they had some bangers on Dark when they first started. Like, they just put Kenny Omega on that shit. I, I'm, they may have put Cody on that shit. I don't even know. But they were putting everybody on that shit. And then, apparently, they just decided, fuck it. And then just uh, used it to, I guess, build stars. But no one knew they were getting built. And, uh, yeah. This doesn't feel insane to me. You know, you had three title matches. You had really, yeah, matches well, it's, like... Uh, it's also on television and not YouTube. That's true. So, I mean, I think they're taking this a little bit more seriously. Exactly. They'll take it seriously right now. Where they'll just put all the, they'll make it feel like a pay per view every night. But then when it comes down to it, I'm sure they're gonna weaken the show so much. I don't think it'll be that much. It won't. Maybe they won't be like a title match a week. But I don't think it'll be like super weak. That or they're gonna treat it like a SmackDown, and I want them to treat it like a SmackDown. But uh, I don't know. I'm not gonna give them too much credit. All right. Well. Anyways. For a lot of their decisions that they have. So. But yeah, well, like you said earlier, uh, they get the interview with Mark Henry, and Christian starts going on about how he's in Kenny's head now, which I really also like the idea of. You know, you get a more deranged, more paranoid Kenny going into All Out that could lead to a very interesting twist on the match. I think so. It's it not the same a, thing. Yeah, it could be a great story, like an actual better story than what we've seen last night type thing. Well, I mean, it's a lot better because we didn't get any story really going into it. Because it's going to be the main event, so at the end of the night, when all shit's said and done, I mean, something big is going to happen. I mean, it doesn't have to be the main event. I mean, it doesn't have to be, but it's the AEW World Championship. I just think it might be the main event. It could be. I'm just saying, like, last time it wasn't. Yeah, I mean, I, okay, who's smells? Hopefully it is the main event, and then hopefully something big happens. That's what I feel happening. Like, I feel like the story just leads to something huge. It could, possibly. Yeah, rather than like what we've seen on, they felt like one up themselves. Yeah, that is a danger of doing this. Uh, like they just did doing three title matches, having the classic like Christian and Kenny, and doing all that. You start a very high standard for yourself. You're not going to be able to easily do every week. So I don't know yeah. if this was the smartest thing. They're going to have to rely on story shit. There's like people on the side coming into the match and stuff like that. The referee getting bumped out. Things like that. Yeah. Well, I think we lingered on this for a good amount of time. Now we can move on to the next match. Taking it home to WWE C Dub Christian. Love it. It's Impact Championship, man. There's no WECW here. He okay. took the TNA Championship to Team WWE C Dub. It's dead. It's not even real anymore. It's a dead brand. Okay. What do you mean? There is a, it doesn't exist anymore. Both TNA and WWECW still exist in my heart with Tommy Dreamer and Christian. And yeah, you can enjoy that separately. Okay, I don't want to hear about the WWECW. And why else do you think Orange Cassidy jerks off before he comes out? He's jerking off to uh, WWECW shows. He's you're destroying. It. If we ever get big enough, yes, big story. I'm as hell because I know one day we get super big, right? And someone's gonna pull this clip up when we get an interview with Orange Cassidy. Pressure squeeze. Haha. Oh god. Okay. <laughs> so where even was I? Uh, during the interview. Okay, right. yeah. Before we move on, Orange Cassidy wasn't the background during the interview with Christian. 
That's when I know that. He was not jerking off. Don't don't make it weird. Mm -hmm. I mean, who knows? You don't know that. He wasn't, nothing was moving. He was just standing there, okay? You saw him. I mean, who knows what happened when the cameras were off? I'm just saying. I don't want to know, okay? Maybe I'm just saying. Anyway. Fresh video package for Miro and Fuego del Sol. It's a quick one, but it gave some story, which is always nice. Fuego del Sol wins the match. He gets a gun. Apparently. Yeah, because I remember during the match, the Chris Eric was like, "Which what kind of luchador comes out of Alabama?" Fuego del Sol does. That's that's who does. Mm-hmm. You know, it was what you would probably expect. Fuego del Sol gets some dolphins, like in the beginning, but he doesn't actually end up winning. Miro gets the game over. He taps out. Miro rips up the contract. You know, Balas down to the title leaves. But then, out of the kindness of his heart, Tony Khan says, "You know, Sammy." Don't give your best friend this contract here. So most of Flagler del Sol's offense were tornado DDPs. It was basically everything. Was apparently Miro's kryptonite. I didn't even know this was a thing until they said in commentary that this is a thing that happens apparently. Yeah. So it he, worked, right? He almost beat him, maybe. And uh, then he lost. He got his head kicked off. And then like Chris Jericho was like, you see uh, Flagler del Sol's head in the front row right there? And, uh, he said yeah, some it kid a, got it. That's a great souvenir. Yeah, that's what he said. And then, uh, you know, that fucking, what's it called? What's that submission called? The game over? Yeah, the game over. And that's game over thing is brutal now. It is. He really, I don't know if it's just the way Flago took it, but it was, it looked He great. does that with everybody now, apparently. Where he just kind of bends them back like that. And now he doesn't even sit on them and like, not like a, not like a, what's it called? Camel clutch type style, but more so just like wraps them around. It kind of puts them in like a sleeper hold position type thing. It looked especially vicious though, for some reason when he did the Fuego does so. I don't know what it was, but it really did. Miro's just vicious now. Like he's no longer a gamer gamer. He's like a extremely, he's a boss level dude. Nice. Not to disrespect. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, Fuego does get the contract because he got over with the fans. That's no, pretty because yeah, I know that in story a little bit, whatever. Good for him. Good for him. Yeah, good for him for having a. He's a talented guy. You can tell. Trains more into no TDTs, but that's all I saw. So I'm sure you can I, tell. I mean, it was just smooth. It was smooth. Everything he did. I know you're talking. We're joking. I was legitimately the only offense he had. Match was torn DDT. Like it was. I think he might have done a dive. That's why he may have done like a little dive here and there, like a little hurricane rana, but. Possibly, but it was really just three DVDs, and that's really it. Yeah, I wonder how old he is. Probably in his 20s. That's what I would assume. Uh, maybe not. I can imagine he's much older than Sam. Yeah, yeah. I feel like Theater Circle is like an afterthought. That's nice, but I feel like that. that's what's going on. Like every other stable or faction is succeeding. And then the inner circles, they're just like, we're here, and here's my best, here's my dude, Sammy. Here, here I am, Chris Jericho. I, it's like I they kind of just want the inner circle to survive off of the name, and not like what they do. I see that might bother you, but I mean, I don't, I don't mind it at all. I think it's a good thing. You don't want to over-pollute this show with the inner circle, because it, something like that can get old, no matter how good they are. I do think that, but it's just so casual now. It's just like, and like sometimes it. it's not even like connected at all. No one helps each other. And it kind of feels just like they're not like every other group is kind of just helping each other. They're all sticking together. They're all like super business about things. And then the inner circles, they're just kind of floundering around, just 
you know? Yeah, I, I can see that, but I mean, or just super nice guys, just chill. I like the casual nature of it. Doesn't have to be. And even like, even with uh, what's it called, Santana and Ortiz just walking out with Conan every night, like not even mentioning the inner circle whatsoever on commentary or anything like that. It just doesn't help anybody. And then Sammy Guevara coming out and forgetting that he's part of the inner circle because he's not on the show too much to help out Chris Jericho that one time. It's just like because I forgot he was even part of this thing. Like I forgot who was in the inner circle, what was going on. And then also Sammy Guevara and Jake Hager come out. I'm like, wow, they're here and they didn't do anything at all, ever? Yeah, I don't know. They weren't allowed to for the most part. I know they weren't allowed, but like, they, they can't be in promos. I don't they can't be in like little backstage segments of discussions or anything like that. I don't know. I feel like just making them known. Uh, I don't know. They used to do too many like press conference like segments here and there, usually. I think that's what they're and trying to do. And that kind of super quick. Trying but, like, to you can't just the audience. I feel that, but I just want them to have a little more attention on the group, you know, without having to do, we don't have to go super extreme and then go super low. Like you could do somewhere in the middle. Like I, it's probably easy to do that. I would do that after all. Like just simply, simply mention that Santana Ortiz is a part of the inner circle. You could do that after all. I think it's just now it all feels kind of separated. It doesn't feel like a very central thing at the moment. And I think everyone has their own thing to worry about. I don't think it has to be an inner circle versus pinnacle thing. I think it just has to be a MJF versus Jericho at the moment. I feel that. I just don't. Like, they don't have to, like, I don't know. I just want fucking. It doesn't feel cohesive. It's not me too much, but as far as you, that makes sense, I guess, kind of. Yeah, because I literally just forgot he was even a part of that shit. I guess if you're a new viewer who hasn't seen Dynamite Ring, I guess he did help him that one time, but it's just like they're just so small, like such small moments that don't really matter. Plus, if you haven't seen Dynamite Rampage recently, or this is your first time watching, you might not even know the group. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, that's true, too. That's true. I do see that being you know, argument against it. Yeah, I didn't even know Conan was in it. Either. Yeah, who knows? Anyways, moving on now to the interview sent with Mark. Henry and Red Velvet and Britt Baker. It's pretty short, but I mean, it was a good little addition, I think. Yeah, I like the little like side by side stuff. Uh, it's basically just a precursor to the match. To get you excited for it? Yeah, I wish they. I really do wish they had like every, after every match or something, every important match, they had like a little interview in the ring or something. That would have been cool. I don't know if it worked for this match specifically. Uh, not this one. I just think, uh, even backstage with this one, with, like, tables or something would work. Possibly. But, like, the opener, I think it would work. And even then, it could work at the end, too. It could work in the main event. Because all that has to happen is that person has to leave forcefully. Yes, I'm curious. What are your thoughts on this main event? Uh, we talk about it right now. Oh, yeah, we're talking about it right now. Okay, cool. Uh, I thought it was okay. Yeah, I, I didn't It wasn't really the best, especially compared to the first match. Nothing really top that. Miro Low versus Fuego, you didn't expect to top it. But this match, you know, it wasn't really too interesting, I thought. Which is unfortunate, but it just wasn't that great. 
yeah, yeah. I think, uh, yeah, just the energy went down from that point. Like it went, it was super high and they like, super high still when during the Mirror and Fuego match and then dipped down during the main event. I like this. It's like we like so because it's like Pittsburgh likes Britt Baker, so they're always gonna pop for Britt Baker. So you can rely on that the whole time. But if the match itself is just not clicking, then you're not gonna have too much national cheering going on. I personally feel they relied too much on that Pittsburgh thing to really get the match over. I think they could maybe done a little bit less with that because the whole thing was floating up. She's from Pittsburgh. That's what that's another person. So it's not gonna make sense. So I don't know how to feel about that. That's one of my only critiques. They they like focused on that more than the match itself. Now, there was no probably I mean, I don't know if there was any other reason to put this match as the main event. I they told me earlier that's more of a women's vision focused thing. But I feel like this really should have taken a backseat to the Christian Kenny thing. They should have been the opener, right? You kick it off with hometown loving Britt Baker with the towels and whatnot. And that's a good opener, like a good visual, good opener. You see, and then you kick it up a notch with the Miro Fuego match, and then boom, you get to your extreme, really, really hype crowd at the end. Yeah, because, like, well, at the end of the day, um, slight spoilers for the uh, main event, if you don't want, for some reason, if you're listening to this, you haven't seen the show, for spoilers, for whatever. But, you know, we did you versus change. I think that the title change is more main event worthy. This episode of a show. Yeah, I do think so. I think that's that's definitely like seeing Christian at the end of the show with the two championships would be a great sight to see. Yeah, and um, besides that though, this match I like the and idea. It's like him smirking and then maybe like an interview there about where he's gonna go from here. If you wanted, you could say the interview maybe for Dynamite show it then, or just a promo. At that yeah. point, if you're gonna save it for Dynamite, just do a fucking promo. You have Christian pointing to his head, you know, suggesting that he's in Kenny's head, and you can end the show like that. I thought maybe you just be Luther. That's yeah, be Luther. You know, hits him. They find people that he's there. Everyone's favorite. So um, indeed. Anyway, so this match, the main event, Brit versus Red Velvet. I enjoyed the story of working over the wrist. I thought that was a smart thing to focus on for obvious reasons. I especially like how at the end she realizes, oh, I can't do it with this arm, I have to do it with the other arm. I feel, yeah, like, I could... that. I feel like that makes the most sense in, at the beginning of the match, but okay. I feel like she really should have realized it a lot sooner, but I like the idea of focusing on the wrist and showing that she had trouble with that move. Maybe, kind of should... story. Maybe you should have just had her do the curb stomp instead of trying to go for the larger 15 times, but okay. Yeah, do multiple curb stomps. That sounds brutal. Which, by the way, I don't know how to feel about Jericho and commentary going, that there, that's a curb stomp. That's a real curb stomp. And it's it doesn't win the match. Weak. And it's always super weak, dude. It didn't even win the match against a two count. Yeah. That right there was a real sick curb stomp. Nope. It, I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to shine at it. I don't want to into the match. I didn't think it was bad, but I mean, it wasn't great. There's a lot of issues with it. Yeah. I'm sure Red Velvet tries her damnedest to do shit good. I this wasn't, so it was the average performance level. 
Average at best is this match. For a main event. Yeah. You know, it's not about it's not about what you did. It's about the, the placement of where you were and what you did. Like it wasn't bad. It just wasn't And Number not... Baker's not even to be uh she's she also didn't do so hot either. So it's not I mean, really that it's just it's not it's just really about the placement. It's really what it is. And uh it wasn't gonna be a banger of a match anyway, like really. How many one really thought it was gonna be? So I don't know. I, I personally, me personally, I'm not too up on Britt Baker, or I'm not too like confident in Britt Baker having like really, really, really good matches or anything like that, like bangers of matches. Because I think her whole character is what drives her rather than her in ring work. But she oh, definitely right. works on her in ring work to make it as solid as possible. You can tell when she's in the ring, you know, recently, and she makes it as solid as she possibly can, and she's getting better day by day by day. So yeah, and Red Velvet's doing the same. She's getting better day by day by day too. So yeah, you're right. Breaker's definitely one of those people where it's a depends who she's with is how the match is gonna go. You know. Yeah. But and Red Velvet, I think she's still relatively green. I know she's had a couple wins on Dark, but like you know, overall, relatively still green. It was nine. She won, which is impressive. But nine. And this is yep. I mean, did it even happen? I mean, if it's on dark, did it even happen? It's a question we always have here. Yeah. But okay, let's, let's move on to this match. I feel like we're just being negative about it. I don't want to do that. So, uh, matches for wins. Uh, she tries to attack her for a little bit more. Statlander comes and tries to help. Oh, yeah, Chris Statlander was in the crowd too. Yeah, she was. With Orange uh, Castle. Varsity Bonds were also there. They showed the Varsity Bonds at the beginning of the time. So honestly, uh, where was I? Where was Chris Stalander was there? She was there. And then Jay Hare makes her re- debut after two years to become uh Britt Baker's brand new enforcer. And that's how they should no one goes off here. Awkward. Awkward. No one knew who she was. It was unfortunate. No one she took off the mask. They were they no one even popped for her even coming out, really. It wasn't even like they were just like, oh my god, this mass person, who is it, who is it, who is it? It wasn't like curiosity or anything like that, it was just kind of like a letdown. It was kind of like that, and then it was also she ripped off the mask and no one popped at all, so. It's so bad for this match and this placement. If it was on the, if you, like I said, it was the opener, it wouldn't be, we wouldn't be going on it like this. We really wouldn't. I feel like Jamie Hayter uh, would have done she would probably benefit from a little bit of video packages and maybe not a mystery person angle. Even said she hasn't been for two years. People doesn't know who she is. Here's the thing. They give their fans too much credit. That's what they do. I don't know. I I didn't know who she was until the commentator said it. And I said, oh yeah, her, Jamie Hayter. I know of her. And yeah, she was in AEW before. That's all I really know of her. Yeah, you really gotta assume. Like, not don't overdo it. Like they're doing with the CM Punk. He's the best in the world. Like, don't make it that obvious. But like, you know, assume I'm a little bit dumb watching because I, I sometimes I am. Just exactly. Assume. Just assume I will not know, especially when she's not on your program for like two years. You know, like, you don't even have to say it. Like maybe like a month or two ahead. 
just start teasing stuff like that, maybe. Random person, but like give some little bits and details of who it might be, and then people can put it together on like Twitter, and then that kind of word gets around. It, having a one-off promo where Britt's like, I need an enforcer, and then two weeks later, she shows up. I mean, not the yeah, best I way to do it. enforcer, you got little bits and pieces like leading to Jamie Hayter, but not explicitly telling you it's her. I think that would be enough. People like putting together puzzles on Twitter. It happens all the time. Yeah. So, I mean, that's really it for this first edition of Rampage, right? Um, it's I'm, like if you do CM Punk return, I mean, not CM Punk return, but anyone, anyone, okay, anyone on the indies, if you do a return of them without giving them any, I, I don't know what I was getting at, honestly. Never, but forget feels, about this. It feels incredibly it weird. Feels, yeah. Because the way they're building Chicago, it's like they wanted Chicago to be their first show. But then they realized they had the Pittsburgh date and they realized we really shouldn't have done this, but we're here now and we have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like people, okay, here's what I was going to say. It's like people are already talking about certain people coming into AEW, but none of those people were talking about Jamie Hayter coming into AEW. That's the yes. kind of the point I was going to make. Because they had no idea. How would they know? How, would, and they how would they know? But then it, was a, it was a super surprise is what I'm saying. It was one of those super surprises and that didn't work out. Because no one really knew her. Yeah. Um, that's really it for that. Um, yeah. I almost did forgot because we're doing this without notes because it was a three match show and we really, really don't got to take notes on this. Um, maybe it should just be a little bit more organized, but that's a thing for later. Uh, there was a Darby Allen. There was a Darby Allen recap that we did forget to talk about where they recap the best in the world thing to advertise next week. Just got to throw that the in. rafters, too. He was with his dad's thing. Yeah, it was Poppy's thing. Yeah. So, anyways, that was Rampage, the first debut episode. Now look. They had a great opener. Awesome title change. Heartfelt moment with Fuego del Sol. The main event was a little bit rough, but it didn't go that long. Taz said the word peen. I'm going to give it a 5 out of 5. Yeah. yeah, I agree with you. i give it a thumbs up. I'm doing a double thumbs up. Oh, yeah, okay. I'll thumb up that, not, not a double thumbs up, but thumbs up. It's literally just because Taz said the word penis, he gets an extra thumb. Is that penis? He I said mean, that's, the the, that's the name of the, one of the groups. So He said champagne, and that's enough for me. No, nah, man, I'm just, I mean, that is one of the names of the groups. I mean, it's I, not I the name of the group, but it's not. Yeah, you have to say it. Like, there's it's no other way around it. The pinnacle's the name of the group. You can't just call them, like, anything else. Anyway, right, well, you guys, uh, you guys should just follow us on Instagram and Twitter and all that good shit. Right, everywhere, we're everywhere, bitch. Wait, well, hold on, guess hold what? On. Wait, wait, bitch ass on. motherfucker. Hey, you gotta give us a fifty subscribers, motherfucker. What are you doing? Huh? Yeah, Get yeah. off your fucking ass and boom, do it right now. All right, just subscribe with everybody. Tell everyone you know, all fifty of your friends. Tell them to come in, come in here and just subscribe. All right, and check our content out because that's helpful. And also, why don't you subscribe? Leave a like, comment, share. Go on our podcasting channel, or not podcasting channel. Go on Apple Podcasts and give us a five star rating, bitch. And also, you're a, you're a pussy, and you should subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Spotify, and we're on every podcasting platform. And shut the fuck up, bitch. Get out of here. All right, shit. Uh, see ya. Right. Yeah, we one.